please. Uh, Houston, we've had a problem. We've had a main B bus undervolt. Roger, main B undervolt. Okay, stand by 13, we're looking at it. Welcome to Positive Arse Talks, hosted by Mike. The show that talks all things Arsenal, looking to build a positive relationship amongst the fans and players. Grab your cup of tea and stick around with me. It's Thursday, December 10th, 2020, episode number 12. Stink in the Premier League, great in the Europa League. Welcome to episode number 12. Today's topics include discussing our 11th English Premier League game against Tottenham, as well as our 6th Europa League group match game against Dundalk. Let's get right into it. So, Arsenal versus Spurs. Let's get right into the lineup. We had Burnt Leno in net. We had Hector Bellerin playing at right back. Rob Holding playing at right center back. Gabriel playing at left center back. And Tierney playing at left back. Then we had Partey and Shaka in the middle. Then we had Saka playing as that left mid, and we had William playing as that right mid. And it looked like we actually tried attempting to do a 4-2-3-1 where we put Lacazette at center attacking mid as well as Aubameyang up top in the center. Let's get right into the match here. In the first minute, Shaka dove right into Kane outside the box, making a Free kick present to them. In the sixth minute, we saw Saka took a shot with his right that went right into the stands. Clearly, he's not right-footed. In the seventh minute, Gabriel played a great long ball to Tierney that resulted in a corner. And in the eleventh minute, there was great work from Tierney to keep the ball from coming out of the corner and finding Partey, whose shot went nowhere. Then shortly after that, in the thirteenth minute, there was a goal for Spurs. Bergwijn was able to clear the ball, who found Kane, who was just sitting in the middle of the semicircle, and then Kane laid it off to Son, who was literally just waiting for Bellerin to be sucked in, and he lost his man. I don't know what happened there. He just kind of went out to the touchline or something and ran to the middle, and so that gave Son a clearer lane to run right down the left side and put Rob Holding into a tough position where he kind of was backstepping and backpedaling to try and keep up with two men because there was somebody else out left wide. And unfortunately, I think what would have happened in that situation to make it a little bit better was if Rob Holden came up and did the shaka dove or dive, whatever you want to call it, just tackle him, take the yellow, take him out of the play. Don't let that happen. But since he didn't do that, Son was able to dribble up the ball, find some space on his right side, take a shot from about 25 to 30 yards out, and score a wonder goal. So Spurs were up 1-0 at that point. Just poor lack of awareness from some of the defenders, and I really wish that Holding would have just stepped up and tried to take out Son. Not hurt him, but, you know, sometimes you gotta take that foul. It's very early on in the game, but... Take him on for the team so that that first goal doesn't go in. You can do a lot of stuff. But, yeah. <sighs> Unfortunately, I have to bring this up as well. Uh, that right after that goal was scored, they put up Sun stats that he has 10 Premier League goals this season so far. 
guess how many goals Arsenal has as a team in total in the Premier League? Ten! <laughs> oh, what a mess. In the 17th minute, we saw Saka with a heavy touch after their counter. In the 22nd minute, why is Saka leading Tierney so much on passes? Because that's just asking so much of him to do. I mean, Tierney is fast and he's a hard worker, but, like, that's the shit that gets him injured. So, got to be a little bit more calm, cool, and collected with our passes. Make sure that they are played and weighted well. So that it can actually hit somebody's foot or it's in the line of the run. I mean, just doesn't seem like that's happening too much there. In the 32nd minute, I have to bring this up. Hector Bellerin throws, I th what are we, at like 6, 7, or 8? One of those few numbers. Foul throws. Come on, man. He's got to watch out because now he's got the ref watching him ever since he's been called for the first fail throw, which was about a month ago, and he's still doing them. So, look, leave both feet on the ground, take the ball, put it behind your head, throw it over your head. There you go. Case solved. No more fail throws. <laughs> In the 35th minute, we saw some good wear from holding to block LaCelso's cross. After he stole the ball from Partey, and it looked like there was a fail against Partey, but Atkinson let the play go on. Um, I don't know. I thought that Lacelzo clipped his foot instead of the ball, but the ref saw it otherwise, so not much that we can do from that point on. Then in the 40th minute, we saw a good press going on from Arsenal. <sighs> I wrote down that as I'm reading some of my handwritten notes. Uh, I feel it. I feel it coming, but that was short-lasted because in the 46th minute, Spurs had gotten their second goal. Arsenal were breaking. We had Lacazette play a ball to Bellerin, and his cross on the ground was cleared by Alderweireld, and the counter finally found Kane on the end of it as what happened was Nobody was covering the middle because Shaka was so far up because of all the developing offensive play, and it didn't look like any of that could happen, but at any given moment, notice, you know, a counter can happen. Could have been dealt with better if Partey just kind of stayed in the middle. I understand he was hurt, but he ran to the sidelines to ask to be subbed by Arteta during the offensive uh, threat that we had going at that point. And this just kind of sums up how everything was going that, uh, yeah, Arteta tried pushing Partey back toward the counter, but he came right back to the sideline after that. So I'm a little flabbergasted to understand how the hell Partey did that. I mean, look, not that Spurs would do it, but it would have been a hell of a lot better if you just went down on the ground. And everyone could have been screaming to play the ball out of bounds. But the fact that you walked over to the sideline was... Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. I really don't understand it. And I'm not going to let my anger get the best of me. I like to remain patient and calm and cool and collected, like we say, over and over and over again. And my patience is very short-lived right now. It's, it, it's testing me, that's for sure. Especially as an Arsenal fan, but... Let's hope that something like that never happens again. But I honestly believe that a part they stayed in the middle or something or just went on the ground. Just You don't have to run after people. Just 
don't come over to the sideline. Make sure that your presence in the middle is known for somewhat of a bit. And maybe Kane wouldn't have gotten that ball or something else would have developed out of that play. Not resulting in a goal for Spurs. So, yes, Kane ended up scoring that goal. Spurs up. Or should I say shit are up 2-0. After that, obviously, a sub had to come in. So, Ceballos came in for Partey right before the end of the first half. And then it ended. Second half begun, nothing really happened until the 48th minute. Tierney played an amazing cross into the box for Aubameyang, but his header went high. He's got to hit the target on that. I mean, it's wide open. He was all by himself. He's taller than defenders on that play. I, I, I don't get what's going on, man. I really don't, but hopefully we can fix that. I understand he's not a proven goal scorer with his head. He doesn't have so many goals coming from his head, but clearly... Arteta wants to play this philosophy of crossing the ball, you know, and if we got to adapt to that, uh, get to the training ground and start practicing how to do that. In the 54th minute, it was good work from Shaka to win the ball that was almost cleared by Spurs for yet another counterattack. In the 57th minute, Gabriel uh, had a good foot on the ball against Bergwijn in the box on the touchline. So nothing really resulted out of that. Great defensive play. In the 61st minute, we tried a half-turn volley that uh, soared over the goal. That was um, Bomiang. Just leaning back too far. <laughs> In the 67th minute, Lacazette had two chances on his head. One cross from Saka, and then the next from Bellerin, and the second one had a better chance of going in, but there was obviously a save made by Hugo Lloris. In the 75th minute, there was another sub, and Enkedia came in for Bellerin. And then in the 84th minute, Aubameyang had a one-on-one chance, but Alderweireld defended well against him because he was trying to cut to the middle to get out of his right foot, but he wasn't giving him that lane, so Aubameyang had to go with his left, shoot with the left, and Alderweireld got the foot on the ball. In the 87th minute, Lagazette's shot went wide, and in the 90th plus first minute, Gabriel was dangling through people. I couldn't believe it. We need somebody who can dribble the ball up the middle for us, and if Gabriel's the guy, hey, I don't hear too many people asking, oh, does he play center back? Now we're looking at, huh, can he... Can he dribble the ball up the middle? <laughs> and I agree with those. You know, now I'm kind of questioning, like, well, we can't create chances. Does it make sense to play a 4-2-3-1 and bring back Ozil in January? Or are we just going to go for somebody in January to fill in that role? Because if we don't find somebody filling those shoes, this may end up becoming one of the worst Premier League table finishes from Arsenal yet. In the history of Arsenal's existence. But hopefully we can fix that. And we had some better days tonight, today, whatever you want to say, whatever your time zone is. But we played against Dundalk. Let me pull out my notes again. And here we go. The lineup today was Runerson was in net. We had Callum Chambers playing his first start at game since uh, December. He came in as a sub last week. Mustafi was playing in center back. Then we had Pablo Marie playing center back and Cedric Suarez playing in outside back role. Then we had El Nenny and Willock playing in the middle. But I must say, I think that Willock was playing 
out wide from time to time, but then him and Maitland Isles switched, so I believe that Maitland Isles went to left wing back, and then we ended up having Cedric Suarez playing that right wing back. Then we had Emil Smith Rowe playing that uh, left wing, or yes, left wing. Pepe was playing right wing, and then Enkedia was playing striker. And let's get right into the play by play analysis. In the third minute, there was great awareness from Pablo Mori to cut off the pass and present an opportunity. Just great awareness. We need more of that. And it seems like our center backs are able to create more chances than some of our center mids. But uh, don't say that too loud. <laughs> In the 10th minute, Nankedia was able to win a fail outside of the penalty box on the left side. But Suarez's cross was blocked. And went out of bounds for a corner, but nothing resulted from that. Then, in the 12th minute, we saw a goal for Arsenal. So, Ainsley Maitland-Niles was able to cut off a pass through the middle, and then the ball ended up bouncing over the last center back's uh, head. That was Andy Boyle. And Enkedia was able to get a hold of that ball, and then it was just kind of him and the goalkeeper, and the goalkeeper was out pretty far, and Enkedia was able to chip the goalie 1-0 to the Arsenal. In the 16th minute, Mustafi miskicked a cross. He attempted to block and Duffy found the ball on a one-time shot, but it went over the net. Almost 1-1 on that attempt. Um, then in the 18th minute, Emil Smith-Rowe was kind of in the corner on the left side and was able to find El Elneny outside the 18-yard box. El Elneny took one step to the right with the ball and crushed it with his right foot in the top right corner. Bins, what a strike. Arsenal are up 2-0. In the 21st minute, there was a great build-up play amongst Emil Smith-Rowe and Ainsley Mayo-Niles on the left side where Emil Smith-Rowe played the ball into the middle and Pepe took his famous lean back. And yeah, on the one-time shot, I went so far over the bar, I felt like I needed sunglasses. Otherwise, I would have been blinded by the lights looking up to see where the ball went. In the 22nd minute, it Dundal got one back on us, where Flores was able to beat Runnerson with a shot to the left side of the goal, 2-1. to one. Again, this ended up coming from Pepe, who was following a man, running through the middle, and then clipped the ball, barely, barely skimmed it, gave it to another Dundalk player, and they were able to find uh, Flores behind our center backs. 2-1 Arsenal still. In the uh, really, not much happening. It was about a bunch of back and forth in the game. Um, nothing really noteworthy for me. But in the 45th minute, Gannon sent a ball into the middle that lay caught at the end of the cross that was clipped by Mustafi. And his shot went over the net. So good stuff from Mustafi. And the first half ended. In the 51st minute, just a lot of up and down play again. Arsenal controlling most of the possession still. And then we saw a double sub happen around the 60th, 61st minute. Ceballos came in for Elneny and Balogun play came in for Enketia. In the 62nd minute, Suarez almost beat the goalkeeper top left corner on the free kick. That was a really nice take. In the 67th minute, there was a goal for Arsenal. Balogun was receiving the ball from Suarez's header, and then Balogun laid it off for Willock, who was able to take one touch and shoot right underneath Rogers' arms into the back of the net. Arsenal up 3-0. Or 3-1, sorry. Not nil. Uh, duh. <laughs> In the 73rd minute, Pepe shot. Just shoot the ball, please. What? He did, like, some, some half-ass chip. 
I, I don't understand it. I don't know why. Take the shot with power. You have a better opportunity of getting some type of deflection if you're shooting from outside of the 18-yard box. Come on. In the 77th minute, we saw another sub, and Cottrell came in for Emil Smith-Rowe. That was his debut for the senior team. In the 80th minute, there was another goal for Arsenal. Pepe took the ball up the middle, found space for Balagan out wide by himself, and he was able to finish it. 4-1 Arsenal. In the 83rd minute, we saw another prospect come in for his first senior debut, and Miguel Aziz substitutes for Willock. Then, in the 85th minute, Pepe failed shields on a developing play on a counter, which resulted in a free kick that Flores had taken that went to Ahore. The center back from Dondalku scored, uh, hit off like the back of his head. He didn't even notice the ball went in the net, and it passed Runerson's hands. 4-2 Arsenal. And one last note that I really had was in the 90th plus first minute, Chambers almost got the fifth for Arsenal. He was just offside after free kick was played toward Balogun, who headed it toward the middle. And Chambers was right there waiting to finish the ball, but... Because he was about a whole arm off sides. The referee raised his flag and the goal was never allowed. Well, in conclusion, I know that this may seem like a shorter podcast today. And, you know, really not too much to talk about it, but it's clear to... S- see that our form the premier league is just in scrutiny right now we're sitting at 15th in the table and have a lot of work to do um yeah we might have made some progress in defense but now we can't even create chances from open play i mean i looked at a stat uh his name is at oily sailor i do listen to ours blog from time to time and i catch their episode this weekend I'm glad that I was able to see these stats because I didn't know that some of these people exist on the Twitter world. And this guy brought up a stat that said, you know, football is a game of two halves and Arsenal in the second half. We have the least amount of shots in the second half amongst all 92 English teams. So that's the Premier League, the Championship League, League One, and League Two. That's a disgrace. So you have teams like Forest Green Rovers, who have more shots in the second half of play than Arsenal do. That's, I mean, we have like 60 crosses a game. And nothing comes of it. I mean, and our passage of play has become so predictable for other teams that they just let us have the ball out wide. And then we just make ourselves look kind of stupid. So, you know, I really hope that we can start to develop some more offensive threat. Um, We're playing against a team that's not doing so great with Burnley, but we know how they play. They like to sit back and let you make the mistakes, so let's see if we can overcome that. And a comment about 
Thomas Partey, like I said earlier, I'm still in disbelief of what he did. I mean, any other player that would have done that on the field, they wouldn't be playing again, regardless of being hurt for quite some time. Because if I was the coach, I'd be flabbergasted. I, I wouldn't even know how to react to that. I mean, oh, we've already discussed it. And my patience has already been tested. But we're just stuck doing the same predictable thing over and over again. Now we've just hurt who is probably known as our star player. And he's re-injured his thigh. And so hopefully we can see that he gets treated well. And by the time that he comes back into the team, he is actually fully fit with... No injuries or anything like that going forward. So, I understand that our philosophy is sucking other teams out. Why? But clearly, like I said, everyone's knowing it. And it's predictable. We just we, we knew how Jose Mourinho would play with his team. They all sit there on the counter and let you invite. Having all of the pressure. Have all the possession. We, we we beat ourselves. We had 60% of the possession and had at least like 400 more passes than Tottenham. And quite frankly, it's getting tiresome. But a good way to end the week going 100% in the Europa League stage and finishing first in our division or group. We're on to the round of the 32. And like I said, we got Burnley this Sunday. And we desperately need these three points. I've said it time and time again, I, I hope that some people are still listening to this. Give me some feedback, some comments. What would you like to hear about the show? Are there, are there any questions you have? Feel free to submit them. You can find me on Twitter, at PositiveArsMan. And you'll see all the other links for the social medias as well. But, that's it for me today. Love and light, my friends. Until next time. Come on, you gutters! So kiss, 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 so